go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Mr. Joseph Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Mr. Mike Sutherland. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing. Oh, he's doing. All right. We're all doing it in one way or another. All right. So this is our game night episode. We will be talking about that fine piece of Jason Bateman starring awesomeness and whatever else pops in our heads. Sure. Or we'll save it for another one. I don't fucking know. Yep. Who gives a shit? So just take it away. Johnny. Or Jason. Sure. Or Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Die. Okay. You ready? <laughs> All right. <sighs> Max and Annie's weekly night game gets kicked up a notch when Max's brother Brooks arranges a murder mystery party complete with fake thugs and federal agents. So when Brooks gets kidnapped, it's all supposed to be part of the game, as it's all supposed to be... <laughs> God, oh my God, I can't read for shit and I fucking suck. Fuck you. As the competitors set out to solve the case, they start to learn that neither the game nor Brooks are what they seem to be. The friends soon find themselves in over their heads, as each twist leads to another... <laughs> Unexpected turn over the course of <coughs> one chaotic night. I give you game night. We're down to two teams. So for double points, what is the name of the purple Teletubby? Tinchy Winchy. You're both correct. <laughs> he always carried a red purse. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, this is easy. He was an uh, incredible Hulk. Eric, Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Ruffalo. Other one. Lou Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk. Time. Jesus Christ. Ed Norton. Oh, oh shit. Primal Fear. Oh. Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember. Oh, boy. Mm. Tonight, we're taking game night up a notch. We don't need a board and we do not need pieces. We won't need any extra rudeness either. Someone in this room is going to be taken. Oh, it's a murder mystery party. Fun. Whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize. The keys to the stingray. Just the keys? No, Ryan, the whole car. Oh, yes! I just want to wish you the best of luck tonight. Bye. Baby, hand me those matches. I'm about to burn this door down. You're going to light a fire in a windowless room that we're trapped in. <laughs> Why you gotta make my idea sound stupid? You're not gonna know what's real and what's fake. Is this gun real? Oh, oh no, Andy. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh my god, I shot you! What the f always enjoy the camaraderie of good friends. It's often we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. Oh, because your wife left you. so crazy it just might work you're gonna crash the car into the plane like Liam Neeson in Taken 3 he did that in Taken 3 huh uh you missed it 
Thanks, baby. This is instructions on how to remove a bullet. It didn't have rubbing alcohol, so I got you this lovely shard. Good idea. Way to pivot. What is helpful in country living? Oh, that's for later. There's a corn chowder recipe that looks really good. Oh, you love sweet. corn chowder, huh? Yeah. Let's hear Thank you. For the record, I like the trailer that has the uh, squeaky toy in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First things first, man. I was already a a little fan of Jesse Plemons, but this movie definitely makes me appreciate him as an actor even more with his comedic timing, playing the creepiest fucker I've seen in a while (laughs) in uh, Officer Gary. Yeah, this... um this is actually a good movie. Yeah, it's not bad. It's um, not bad. We had a choice of this or Annihilation, and I wasn't really in the mood for watching a sci-fi. Annihilation, the trailers depressed me. You know what? There's something about the trailer that pissed me off. It's this where some, I can't remember what other scientist is saying it, but someone says, it's destroying everything. Right. And then Natalie Portman goes, no, it's making something new. Right. Well, to make something new, it's destroying yeah, something. It to... So it's like, shit, is that like some new fucking point of view or something? It's it's like when they introduce cereal that says new and improved or, yeah. you know, uh, whatever. doesn't matter. Bleach. Yeah. Anything that you can buy off the shelves that says new and improved. And then it's, but it's not new and improved. It's just. Like they just changed the, like the, the style. Yeah. <laughs> Of the marketing or, you know, the, yeah, the box. labeling and the shit. Bo- the box is a different color. Like Pepsi. You know, they, in the what was it, the 90s, they kept trying to figure out what their, how they're, they were going to change their emblem. No, Pepsi's always used the emblem. You know, the yin-yang, the way the yin-yang thing, it just kept changing in certain, like, styles and shit. Yeah, sure. Well, because, yeah, uh, anyway. All right. So, um, yeah, the, dude, you know what? I mean, when you, when you watch the trailers for this movie, and, oh, that's, like, my fucking biggest problem with this movie and it seems to happen with almost like half the goddamn comedies and shit that we see um is that the fucking trailers give away most of the movie i think the only (coughs) thing that the trailers don't give away are that there's more twists than you already see in the trailers right (laughs) that's it um otherwise yeah the trailer fucking spoiled a lot of really good moments with this movie um and if it had um if they had just left them alone and they would have been more surprising, and I think a little more enjoy, a lot more enjoyable than they were. Even though they were, it just still feels a little tainted, a little ruined because uh, of it. Uh, it bugs me. I fucking, I know you don't really care that much about spoilers, but when I'm already expecting it, like when I'm watching a scene and I can tell that it's the same scene in the trailer that it's leading up to, and then I'm I'm anticipating it, and then it happens, and then how can you spoil the movie? That is so predictable that it's there's no surprises. The humor. It spoils the humor. Like, it spoils a funny moment, a funny moment, a funny moment. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not saying that it's spoiling the, the actual plot, you know, for the most part. Uh, it, you know, it, and all the twists. It's spoiling the, the funniest moments. That's what it's spoiling. Okay. Because when you go to see a comedy, you always, like, I, I, in my mind, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but in, I see it as what are the big fucking funny-ass moments going to be? And, you know, what's going to be the big payoff here, big payoff there? So when the when the trailer ends up showing you pretty much almost every single one of those, it doesn't have that much, as much delivery because of it. That's what I'm trying to get at. I, I agree. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, I, I think it, it's it's evident when trailers like that 
are set up. Like I said, it doesn't for most part. No. The trailers don't don't uh, for me yeah. uh, spoil movies or anything else like that. But when it comes right down to it, you're right. And the problem with these things is that, and and this is just my opinion, is that the the studio doesn't have enough faith in the movie yeah. to be able to put it out there and do, let, let's just say, you know, something like, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or, or and I, I, I'm bringing up Marvel, but Black Panther, um, Star Wars, things like that. <coughs> the stuff that Disney and Marvel and uh, Lucasfilm are doing with their trailers doesn't give away shit. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, it does in some cases, I think but also probably because they have freedom, like the of financial freedom to do so, because they know that their shit's going to make money. Yeah, and so that they they are like, well, we don't need to tell you anything because right. we know you're going to come see it. Well, if you look at the latest Star, you know, the solo teaser, yeah, or in the trailer, you don't know anything that's going on. Oh, it's a teaser. It's it's it, it, you know, even when you have a full length trailer, it still feels like a teaser. Yeah, you're like, I I have to go see this movie now. Yeah, and and. And then you have Warner Brothers that they'll do shit like if you watch Justice League, <laughs> you know the the whole the whole big hidden secret for Justice League was Superman coming back. Yeah, and then they fucked it up. They, yeah, they even have they a, gave it away. Yeah, they even have a part where Alfred's going. He said you'd come. Yeah, you know, and, and you see a they're little, waiting for you. Yeah, it, did did you need to do that? Yeah, you know, it, you know it's. Just, it, Hell, they bring Super ba- Superman back almost halfway through the movie, so they might as well even. Uh, you know what? Done. I'm I'm done with it. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, and and studios that feel that they have um, a bad movie on their hands will will throw will throw the entire kitchen sink at you. Yeah, which is funny because a movie like this, it's got an 81 percent approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You know, so that means four out of five critics agree. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and then. And then also this movie, even if you take out those hilarious moments that they give away in the trailer, this movie is consistently funny throughout. I, I was giggling the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, there there is not a spot in this movie that you're like bored. Yeah, it, it had it did a good job of jumping to the characters because they all end up splitting up, right? Yeah. So you have you have Bateman and his wife Rachel McAdams, who has got a great ass, by the way. You know, for a kid, someone who hasn't had a kid yet. <laughs> she said she had like three kids. I know. Um, I, I'm just thinking of the movie, right? Her character. And um, and then you've got uh, Lavor, Lavor, <laughs> was it Lavor. How the fuck do you, Lamorne? Oh, I'm going to figure out that motherfucker's name. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's Lamorne uh, Morris. Lam- who, you yeah, know, Lamorne Morris. He's from the new girl on uh, Fox. Uh-huh. Um, him and his girlfriend, uh, Michelle. And then you've got uh, Billy Magnuson and Sharon uh, Horgan, right? And Michael C. Hall and Kyle Chandler. Yeah, yeah. So and you, uh, so you got those all those the the three you know couples split up, right? And they're, they're all doing their own thing for the game night, and and they all the, the movie just keeps bouncing in between all three of them when they're all I mean all three sets when they're separated from each other, right? Mm-hmm. And and each one has something different to bring to the table, you know. It, so it's funny and it keeps it keeps the rhythm going. And and then you know you got uh, you got a little bit of Ch- Kyle Chandler. Look, I I like Kyle Chandler. I like him a lot. I, I, everything I fucking see Kyle Chandler in, I like him in. You know, r- regardless if it's Friday Night Lights or or Bloodline on Netflix or or whatever the fuck else have I seen him in. You know, um, but he's just he's consistently good in everything he's got. You know, Pure Country. Yeah, 
Mulholland oh, Falls. Yeah, he was King Kong. He played the um, the old the actor, the classic actor, like the Errol Flynn type actor. Uh-huh. Um, Super yeah. Eight, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. He was in, he's at the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, he's Super. Of course, he was the dad in Super Eight. Um, so yeah, um, Kyle Chandler is fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, and in this, of course, you know, every scene that he's in, he plays you know the the brother who's better than you know. That then Jason Bateman when you know of course the end is where oh well actually it was me who was looking up to you blah 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 right right but it was fun he's a fun character he didn't feel like like over the top he didn't feel like he was bullshit I mean his character is bullshit because he's like lying about everything but yeah, he, he's a he's a huckster yeah but he didn't feel Snake fake oil. you know what I mean and that's what why you know his charisma and all that sold it right yeah and and then also I mean I look I understand that a premise like this is. Ultimately, it's going to be far-fetched. It's going to be, you know, unrealistic to a point. And that's fine. This is the kind of movie where, you know, you can stretch, you know, believability, plausibility, right? Because yeah. it's, it's fun. It's, <coughs> you know, you got to have a little bit of extreme to, have, to make it fun. Yeah, and, and that's the thing with, with telling a story is that you can go to the extremes, but if you, like, you can go, like, from realism to... This is this this could happen, yeah. Extreme, but then you get into that area of, well, how realistic is it? You know, is is this something? You yeah. Know, as the writers are going, you 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 start doing all these these really just fucking wacky, wacky, wacky yeah. situations, and then you got to cut it back to okay, what 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 is what is a little bit more realistic in these situations? Because, you know, when you have you know, we're ta- and I'm talking about like. When you take something that goes from from this type of movie, and then the next extreme would be either Naked Gun or Airplane type of movie, where it's just it's a parody type yeah. of thing, right? And then the extreme from that is all those other really awful, fucking shitty parodies, yeah. like you know, epic movie and things like that. So then that's taking everything to the extreme, ex- like so far right of these movies, extreme uh-huh. that. They're just dumb. Yeah, this movie. Know? This movie to me is like a a couple's version of Rough Night, but better written. Like the comedy and everything's better written. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't feel forced. Um, you know, because Rough Night felt forced. The the you know the interactions between them, the the problems that the characters had with each other. You know, yeah. the jealousy and blah blah blah. It, All of it felt forced. Yeah, and, and in this movie. When you have you have Jason Bateman, I mean he's he's jealous of his brother, which is he's, I don't think he's jealous. He's just kind of annoyed, you know, because his brother's in town type of thing. And you have Rachel McAdams, and then you have you have um, you have uh, Billy who's single, and then you have uh, <laughs> Lamorne Morris as Kevin, and you have Kylie uh, Bunbury as Michelle, and they're married. And the great thing about this movie is they didn't. They didn't do the atypical couples bullshit, yeah. Which is a, a misunderstanding turns into a heated argument, turns into a secret being revealed. Yeah, you know, oh, you slept with my best friend, or you slept with my brother before our wedding, type yeah. of thing. You know, it, it they it was, you know, it, it again we're talking about you know fine line extreme type of stuff, yeah. but it was always these couples working together. I mean, there was a point where Lamorne Morris. And his wife, or the person that was his wife, she goes, <laughs> you know, I slept with Denzel Washington type of thing. I slept with a, I slept with a celebrity, and and then he's like, I can't, I can't get this out of my head. You slept with someone. He's like, when we took a break, like most people will be like, okay, I get it. 
Yeah. It's like we weren't seeing each other and, you know, having fun and whatever else, and we got back together. Yeah. I get it. I understand that. Well, I, you know, it's, <coughs> it's the insecurity of men. I Look, I, I, I've been there. How the fuck can you be so insecure as to be married to a woman that you broke up with and then you got back together with, and it comes out that she slept with someone while you broke up, and then you would get pissed off about that? Oh, because we're all, we all. No, that's cunty. We all have our own hypocrisies, right? And it, like, for a lot of men, it's, it's the, the, oh, you, you know, my territory kind of thing. And it's, oh, no one better when, oh, fucking Denzel went there. Now he doesn't feel like he measures up because he thought that at the time that it was Denzel that banged his girl, right? Who cares? He's cunty. That's fucking, it's, that's lazy writing. I, I, I disagree. I've met plenty of insecure fucking men in my life, and I've had those feelings myself. Did you break up with the person? No, it was too much of a pussy. So she, she slept with somebody else. I, I, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that... You are dating somebody, then you break up, yeah. take a break, and then you get back together realizing that you guys work together and then you get married. Yeah. And then it comes out, this big secret comes out, and then all of a sudden it's a problem. Okay. That's fucking bullshit. It's fu- that's fucking lazy writing. Uh, I'm we, not talking we, about when you're married and yeah, then you, I, the, the one or the other cheats we, on we, We've talked about this subject before, like a few years ago, um, I think even off mic, and it's pretty much... <laughs> omission is not lying. That that was your biggest thing. Like I don't need to tell you everything. Yeah, and, but and, and and you know when it comes to a relationship, and I'm telling you what. Look, she should have fucking told him. And did he overreact? Yeah, he fucking overreacted. But for the sake of a relationship, she should have told him. Why? Because that's how you get shit out of the way. But it's not his business when it happened when she was not worth him. Okay, but it became an issue because of it. Again, it's not his business and she wasn't with him. Wait a minute. Hold on. It is an issue because of her reaction about it herself. She didn't want to give it away. Right. She didn't want to give it away. Somebody else gave it away. Yeah. She didn't want to give it away because she also knew that you know she had, she had reservations about it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's lazy writing. It's it's lazy. That's that's lazy bullshit writing. It's, I do, it's fucking three's company writing. I don't see that as lazy writing. It's completely lazy. No no man in his right fucking mind will give a shit what they did, what somebody did that he's married to, when when they are not together. Holy shit! I dude, dude, men can be very insecure about shit. Now this is a comedy, so it's going to be exaggerated. I understand that, but what so I'm saying is that no. Like no, no man in a realistic relationship mm-hmm. like this would have a fucking problem with it. They um, weren't together. A mature, a mature male wouldn't have a problem. With a- any male, they weren't <laughs> together, dude. You also, if you flip flip the coin with with women, okay, a woman finding out the it, like if she, if if he had done that and you know and 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 she and he kept it from her, dude. I, I it's not keeping anything from anyone because they weren't together. They were not together. They broke up. That's Their fine. relationship ended. And in your mind, that's how you see it, and that's no, fine. No, that's, that's how it is. Their relationship ended, and then they got back together. Hey, I'm not saying right or wrong. That's not what so I'm trying it's, to say. It, 
I'm saying people's reaction. Human beings, their reactions, the human condition, man. Nope, nope. I don't know anybody that would do that. No, because you wouldn't do that. No, I mean, I literally do not know anybody that would do that. I have plenty of women friends that have broken up uh-huh. with a male uh-huh. and then gotten back together with him six months later, and then they found out that they that he slept with other people, yeah. and this is their reaction. That's okay, because I fucked other guys, too. Uh-huh. Whoopee shit. Oh, look, and then some people... That's real. Some mature people can handle it. It's not. They're not mature people, Joe. These are, t- these are people that fucking fly off the handle at the smallest little thing that their significant other does. And they still would not think it was a big it's deal. It's not, because it's not cheating and it's not a big deal. They broke up, and then at some point they decided to get back together. That's a realistic scenario. A realistic scenario is him going, you did what? Oh, I hope it was good. World, do you live in? I live in a world of realism. Oh my god, nobody fucking overreacts that way when they break up with somebody and then later on get back together with them. Nobody, not one fucking person that I have ever come across, and I've come across a lot of people, and it's always the same. Oh, I found out, I got a little pissy about it, but I kept to myself because I broke up with them or 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 whatever. He, she. I don't care because what happened between us not being together and then us getting back together is not my fucking I know, business. I know. That sounds like rational thought, dude. But when you're in a relationship, you can't. a lot of no. people can't think rationally. No, that's, that's bullshit. That's, that's wrong. You're, you're, that's wrong. If you get cheated on while you're in a relationship, totally, totally right. When you're not in a relationship with a person and you're not together and you have broken up and then you get back together... It's not a big deal. So you, you, no one in any relationships could ever be fucking hypocritical about anything about how. No, because this believe. is all bullshit. It's not fucking real. Well, in the movie, it's exa- it's he's in any over- movie that ever ha- has ever existed in the history of movies that deals with this is never right. It's all bullshit. That's what I'm trying to get at. I, I These know. fucking keep, stupid overreactions about this this whole breaking up thing and whatever else is not fucking real. It's not real on any scale. The most overreaction you're going to get when you break up with somebody and then they go and sleep with somebody else, and I've seen this firsthand, is you slept with somebody else? Oh, my God. Well, why didn't you tell me? Because it's none of your fucking business. And this is her telling him that. None of your fucking business. Well, well why not? Because we were broken up. Get the fuck over it or get the fuck out. Okay. I get it. Because he was making a big deal out of it. And that's when she said she put her fucking foot down and said, if you don't like it, you there's the fucking door right there. Go. Because I'm not dealing with this. What happened between me and somebody else is none of your goddamn business because we were broken up. And if you don't like that, get over it, big man. And when we all sat there with our fucking jaws open, that's the biggest, that's the biggest reaction I've ever seen. Other than that, everybody else is just like, we broke up. Tough shit. Him or her. Doesn't matter. Okay. Or they make a joke out of it. You slept with this you slept with him while we were broken up? Yeah. Why? Got drunk. Well, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, just moves on. <coughs> and that's how it is. That's, that's realism. That's realistic. When people Fine. You I, can get a little pissy, but it, it, people just this this whole overreaction bullshit thing that everybody thinks that movies are real and, and this is how it is and this is how people actually react. It's not. Because it is. It's a complete exaggeration of Look, these situations. I, fuck it, man. Maybe normal fucking people that can fuck around all they want. They're and, not fucking around. Well, let me fucking finish. 
people that normal people that can have sex anytime they want, anywhere they want, because it's that fucking easy for them. Sure, I guess it's fucking that okay. But I'll tell you, for someone like me, I got holdbacks. I got trust fucking issues, and that would bug me. Why would it bug you? I don't. Be, I. I don't know. I. I, I I don't. That's because you're weak, relationship-wise. You have no self-esteem, and you're weak when it comes to women. You just can't handle the fact that somebody else banged this chick. That, and let's just take the marriages out of this. You're dating somebody, then you break up, then you get back together, and you find out. Well, and, look, that would, and if that bothers you, you're going to have to deal with it and get over it. You well, can't. Uh, when I went out with someone um, a little over a year ago and found out that they were still seeing someone when we were going out, right? That didn't bother me. I said to her, I go, look, everyone... And you that's know. a realistic reaction. I said... Whatever. She goes, you're not mad? And I go, no. I said, I said, you're... We just started doing this. You're, you have a life. You have a past. It, it is bullshit. What? That she's seeing someone else while you... Oh, I, I agree. But I'm glad she finally told me. But she, I found out she ended up telling me because someone, uh, someone from work told her that she's... A friend of hers that she's known for years... Um, Said that you know you should tell tell him me meaning me right. you know let him know don't fuck around with him because he's a good guy right so um, so she went up and told me but I you know and yeah. I I said look I'm not here I, I I don't know where this is going I said look you know if you wanna you wanna get serious let's get serious but I'm I you know if you just wanna fuck around let's just fuck around yeah but I'll just let you know right now I will not be I will not be the set I will not be the other guy I will not be I will not come in second. So, you know, if you just want to have fun, that's one thing. But if you want to be serious, there can't be this other dude. Yeah. So and I laid it out like that. That's fine. And I, you know, and th- it was never really brought up ever again. And, well, it didn't really go much farther after that. Yeah. But, wow. Um, which is fine. And there are reasons, but. Yeah, yeah. But probably, I, I, avoided a, I probably avoided a, a major tragedy. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, it's, so that didn't bother me. It was, um. Maybe it was because it was just uh, I'm going back on how my feelings of of my first relationship and being cheated on. Oh, I'm sorry, my well, yeah, my marriage, right. and, and you know, and and all finding out about all the people that she's been with before and all this stuff. And I was insecure about like when my wife, when I found out about all the guys she had been with before we had gotten together, right, and stuff like that, because it was easy for her. Oh, and then God damn, there was one time where she told me she had been with um her um unblood related um uncle. And because, oh yeah, her her aunt left him, and he was sad, and they were hanging out all the time. Her unblood related uncle. Yes. So step uncle. Yeah, and uh, which was creepier than shit because he's like twice her fucking age. But she explained when you explained it, it sounded like she just explained it like nonchalantly, like, oh, it was because her, you know his wife left him, so I felt sad, sorry. And for we were him. just hanging out in one time, and it happened. Right. And one um, time. 45 I, times later. And I, I felt really just, you know, I look, I played it off like it wasn't a big deal. But, I mean, inside, I, I fucking, I did not like that at all. It, it bugged the fuck out of me. Good. That's an actual realistic problem. Or yeah. realistic, not a problem. It's a, it's a realistic uh, um, feeling. You don't feel comfortable with it. She tells you this stuff, but you don't feel comfortable with it because, but, again, your relationship was was not normal yeah. here, it was extreme yeah and here let me lay this out me and what i'm out. saying well hold on one more thing what i'm saying about you being weak is 
Relationship-wise, self-esteem-wise, that's what I mean, you're, you're being weak. I used to be, yeah. And and if something such as a person breaking up with another person and getting back together with them, and then that one, one or the other, doesn't matter who it is, or both, yeah. sleep with other people... And in this fucking in this movie, uh-huh. they both slept with other people. That's what bugs me about this whole thing of it being fucking weak, well, right? Here, and then the, yeah, this and this is this is me. This is my honest reaction would be in this situation. I would be pissed off at her because for this reason and this reason only. I believe in honesty. I believe in total upfront honesty. Now, having an affair that's a totally different thing. You you don't tell anyone about an affair because that. You're, all you're going to do is hurt that person, and you and you're just doing that to clear your own conscience. That makes you an asshole. So I'm not, I put that to the side. What I'm saying is, when I believe in all honesty, is is you just mentioned, hey, yes, I maybe saw someone while we were split up, but it's not your business. L- let me finish. I, you got your point, I, mean, I, I I get it. Okay, what I'm saying is, in in the in the vein in the vein, I think it's in the vein in the veins of 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 honesty. I would I would want her to tell me um, you know comfortable enough to tell me that hey when we weren't together yeah I saw someone so that that later on if it just came up out of nowhere I would be upset that she didn't think she could trust me enough to be honest with me and just let me know from the get you know from the get go okay but you're saying be honest yeah who gives a fuck it's not your business it's it, not your business what she does when you guys are not a couple you're not dating it isn't yeah. And it isn't her business what you did when you guys were not together. I understand that. So honesty and telling the truth and all this other stuff doesn't exist in that vein. For you, it doesn't exist. For anybody. You can't, you cannot. For anybody. Oh, if you are not together and what you do and what she does in their own private time in their own house while you are not a couple mm-hmm. is none of your fucking business. Either either side. So and you get back together because you guys decide that you guys want to get back together. She doesn't have she doesn't owe you anything. She doesn't owe you an explanation of who she slept with or what she did when she was broken up with you. And you don't owe her an explanation either. There is no honesty or truth going on. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's that's an unrealistic expectation to set on somebody to say, well, we got back together and I expect you to be honest with me about everything that you did when you were broken up okay. with me. Well, no, no, see, that's that's overly only extreme. I'm not saying that. You go back to this fucking movie, she lied to him. She purposely said that she did not fucking sleep with anyone when they were broken up. She said that to him. So then all of a sudden... It was, no, but no, she no. also said it was none of his fucking business. But she also said that she didn't. And right there, don't fucking lie. So if you don't want to talk about it, then don't want to talk he about it. He pushed it. Well, it, it was got- that simple. He pushed. He continually prodded and pushed. And she says, I don't want to talk about it. It's none of your fucking business. And then he kept going and kept and going then, and kept going. And then right there and right there, him keep going and keep going, him pushing. There are people that are like that. Yeah. Well, he should have just, she should have fucking punched him in the mouth. <laughs> Okay, I just want you to I want you to acknowledge the fact that there are insecure people out there. Okay? Cuz I have been one of them. I'm not saying that it's 100% one way. And there's this, always exceptions to the rule. And in this movie, it's fucking it's, lazy, stupid writing. And in this movie it's over exaggerated cuz this is a comedy, right. but it does fucking happen. There it's, are It's lazy, stupid writing. It's fucking lazy. 
It's it's Three's Company, Don Knotts, Lazy Writing. Okay, I, I'm. It sucks that you see it that way, but okay. No, it doesn't suck that I see it that way. Well, I, 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 if you can't fucking write a scene properly between two people that have that have had their issues, and you think that she's lying because she says, "No, I didn't sleep with anybody. It's none of your fucking business what I did, anyways." But he already knew that she had slept with somebody. He already knew that because he had mentioned it. He had mentioned, I know she did something while we were broken up. I just don't know 100% for sure. Yeah, and then she took a drink when he said, I, I never had sex with a Right, and then, he, and then somebody fucking points it out and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, she, she looked away, and he goes, what were you doing? Like nothing. I was taking a drink. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, and then he kept pushing because his insecurity kicked in. There are people that are fucking insecure, man. They, they, yeah, are. I know. We got it. We got it. All right. I'm sure that people are going to enjoy this fucking argument of us going back and forth over the whole thing, which is, again... In my opinion, it's fucking lazy, shitty writing. All right, okay. Because, uh, because it's. Uh, but they, hey, hey. However long they've been married, yeah. it it actually would have come up at some point, it's anyways. Fine. But regardless, though, it, it turned into something funny. Thank God there was a payoff for it, and the payoff was the fucking Denzel lookalike. Yeah, and, well, and here's the other thing: it didn't wreck the relationship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's and again, that's that slippery slope. When once you get into bad writing on yeah. that end for a couple, it always goes into that direction where they hate each other. They're going to get a divorce. And now he's got to prove himself. Yeah, and then she sees him, and then she starts, you know, yeah. eyeing somebody else, and then he's got to be, yeah. you know, Mister Clingy. And then in this movie, they didn't do that. In this movie, yeah. they got over their bullshit, you know, because. She just told him, knock it off. You're being a dick. Well, and also because we found out that it wasn't Denzel and it was just a Denzel lookalike. Yeah. That he was and like, he oh, laughing. he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it, for this movie, it was pretty much just he was insecure because it was about someone that he thought was a better person than him. Right. Being Denzel. And that's what it was. He yeah. was a, it, that was male insecurity to like the extreme. Right. So, and. And like, but again, it didn't wreck the relationship, and that's no. and it was again, over by the end of the night. All the other bullshit that happens in all these other bad comedies, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened, and that's what I was expecting. So in the next scene, yeah, they're in the house, they're in, um, they're in, uh, uh Brooks's house, Brooks' right? house. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and they get locked in the in the closet, the closet. They get locked in the fucking the like a den or whatever yeah. it is, and. And they're talking about it, and he's, and and she's basically telling him, you know, get the fuck over it, knock it off, you're being a pussy. Yeah. And then finally, like, he's like, at least show me the picture, right? She shows him, and yeah. he's like, no, fuck you, right? And that's, and that's, that's good. So you know, and it justifies to him that whatever, yeah. right? He's, he was like fucking Denzel with a Cosby nose. <laughs> yeah. And and then. He's able to move forward from that because yeah. he knows now that she she she, she fucked up. Well, not fucked up, but she she <laughs> she was stupid in that instance, right? Well, it, he, I think he was also laughing because she believed that she slept with Denzel. Like she had this personal pride. Like right. I slept with Denzel. Yeah, and I was like, no, baby, you didn't. Yeah, it's not Denzel. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm Denzel. <laughs> no, you fucked a lookalike from a gas station. Yeah, and then <laughs> and and then from there, the movie just gets better from there. Yeah, you know, like I said, that one little scene where the, he gets a little pissy, and it didn't wreck the movie. Yeah, you know, I just thought it was lazy writing, 
and you know that's a reflection on that's reflecting back on watching the movie in and mm-hmm. of itself. And that was, and even then, the scene wasn't weak. In my opinion, the scene was the because it involved everybody else. Yeah, the the weak part of the whole the whole cast, unfortunately, was um, Ryan, okay. Billy Magnuson. Yeah, um, but I, I I didn't mind his character, but. Weak in that terms of you know cringeworthy uh-huh. like every time he opens his mouth. Well, it was funny because he would purposely when they did all the flashbacks of all of his dates. Uh-huh. They he was purposely with always. They all looked the same. They're all hot and young, right? And stupid, right? Well, hot, young, blonde. Yeah. Same body type, same boob type. Yeah, and and stupid like a you know just right obsessed with their phones and young, immature. Yeah. And he did that on purpose because. He was a step above them, right? Right, intelligence-wise, right, and so and, and he's not really, yeah. And then so it made him look like he was smarter than he was, right? Then all of a sudden he brings in, you know, Sharon. He brings in uh, Sarah, right? Which is you know, played Sh- by Sharon. Sharon Horgan, and and she like she's she doesn't play that shit. She's she's older. She's you know she's already been around the block. She she don't, she don't have time for the bullshit. She yeah. just you know, and so. <laughs> And so all of a sudden he starts to realize that she's way smarter than him. And yeah, like on a whole new level. Yeah, and it's like he's getting dumber and dumber throughout the the fucking movie. Right. Like finally like his true colors are coming out. Yeah. So. Well, I like the I like the throwaway line where um he was talking about uh rich people fight club. Yeah. He's like, you know, I read it on the internet. She's like, he believes everything he reads, <laughs> right? And then later on in the film, it's actually happening. Rich people fight. Oh, love. yeah. And then just like, I know where this is going to be. I know where that, and he keeps getting lucky. Like, this is where the egg's going to be. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. What a waste of, of Danny Houston. Like, he was fine in the scene, right? But yeah. it was like that way. He was only in one scene and they didn't, still didn't really do much with him. Danny Houston's a really good actor. You know he's like leading man material, so. But you only have, I mean, look, the cast. And Michael C. Hall as well. Yeah, you have this huge cast of heavyweights, right? Yeah. And you have the guy that directed Vacation, the the new Vacation, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I made a joke. I I made a joke about where the hell were we? We were upstairs, and um, we were talking about GPSs and stuff like that. And yeah. I was like, oh man. It's like they were talking about how um, Morgan Freeman. They had a Tom Tom with Morgan Freeman. Yeah, uh, doing the directions. I was like, wouldn't it be great if he could just narrate you driving? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I said, you know, it'd even be better if you had a, a angry South Korean <laughs> just yelling at you all the time. And oh one, yeah. And one of the people went, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. <laughs> just but yelling at you in Korean. Yes. All the time. Yes. Turn right here now. <laughs> you know, how are they? I mean, you know, I'm not making fun of. I you know, I, I told so I told a Lyft customer one time. I said, I would love GPS to have like a British guy's voice, and he cusses at me all the time, and he calls me a cunt like yeah. every fucking five seconds. That would be awesome. Turn here now. Turn here, you stupid cunt. You cunt. You fucking cunt. You. In in Richard Attenborough voice. <laughs> Welcome to the planet blue or extreme cunt. Or yeah, that or extremely cockney. Yeah, over the top cockney. Yeah, uh, uh, like uh, brick top. Bo- yeah, brick top. <laughs> but yeah, this oh, movie. Cut your fucking Jacobs off. <laughs> 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 this this movie didn't suck. No, it did not suck. It, it didn't. You know? 
It was yeah. I I you know I like I said everyone was game. It sucks that every time you see Michael C. Hall, he's in in for a blink and out. Like just like in um, what was a gamer? Yeah, where he does the quick dance scene at the end and then he's fucking gone. Yeah, he's barely in that. But movie. he doesn't have to do anything. He's got eight years of Dexter. Yeah, he's got Dexter money, but still, I, Michael C. Hall's a good fucking actor. And yeah, just but he's also I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff. Um, the one thing that I thought for sure. The that the whole movie was going to go with the one plot twist. What you want to call it that? So they're talking about the Bulgarian. So Michael C. Hall plays the Bulgarian, who mm-hmm. is this this um, this guy. Uh, the the MacGuffin is the Fabergé egg. Yeah, right. And uh, there's something hidden in the Fabergé egg. Yeah. And I thought for sure when they started talking about the Bulgarian, they they uh, they duped us. They they Jedi mind fucked us. Because they start talking about the Bulgarian, and generally what happens is the cameraman will settle, the director will go towards the person that's the, you know, the the mole or the hidden one, right? Yeah. There's always something that leads to one of the people in the main group that is always the bad guy. Yeah. Right? And it focuses on Sharon's character, Sarah, who is uh, Ryan's love interest. Yeah. And and that's when they start talking about the Bulgarian, and she kind of gives this sly, you know, look, wink type of thing to the camera, and then it moves on. And I'm like, I I call, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that because she's the new person, yeah. no one knows anything about her. She's really smart, but she works, you know, like in the secretarial pool or whatever. She's, yeah, she's um she's a high up like uh, HR or some shit like that, executive HR shit, and. She, and they settle on that, and then from there, they they um, move the story forward. As the story moves forward, you find out, you know, that she is not, you know, anywhere near being a bad guy. She's just a love interest. She's just really smart, and Ryan's a dumb fuck, yeah. right? And I like that. I like the fact that they didn't use any of the main cast or or um, um, Bateman's character's brother Brooks, but played by Kyle Chandler. They didn't use Brooks as the smart guy, as the as the drug the drug guy, or or whatever, as the Bulgarian, right? Yeah. You know this hidden this hidden character, and they used Brooks as the plot, the plot and the foil. Yeah, and then they used Michael C. Hall as the bad guy, and that works. This whole movie works in that sequence because they didn't deviate from the fact that this is a comedy first and foremost. Yeah. And secondly, they're all of the external characters that come into play that rotate within all of rotate within the main cast, which is Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, Billy Magnuson, and Lamorne Morris, okay? Because you because Sharon or Sarah, you know, the the smart yeah. the smart uh She's from Ireland. <laughs> the yeah. smart Irish lady is part of that rotating in and out cast, right? She's she's just a love interest along with the other four or five girls that were in it. And Jesse Plemons is also part of that rotating in and out cast because he's not always there. He's just he, he's there sometimes, but not always. Yeah. And the same with Michael C. Hall, Danny Houston, and all these other guys. Well, by by taking all those characters and like I said, rotating them in and out. You get a good sense of how these other characters react to those situations, yeah. Especially Jason Bateman, because primarily this movie is Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, yeah. And then you have the other characters, but it's never, 
it's never bullshit. Yeah. Like when they're all in a car together, you know, you don't have them yelling and screaming at each other to turn right or turn left or being when they're being shot at, you know, yeah. and the unnecessarily unnecessarily loud uh talking. Yeah. You know. And, but you do have Ryan coming up with all these fucking weird uh, conspiracies or just random acts, of, random acts of trivia. Yeah, and they make no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Type of thing. Yeah, which is how people would react when you have a person like that in the car. Yeah, and he would just say something, you know, completely off the cuff. You just look at him, and go, "Where did that come from?" <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just, I just can't stand silence. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I liked about this movie. Oh, yeah, and Jesse Plemons is my favorite character as Gary. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's, it's just so deadpan. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, in the United States and Canada, Game Night was released alongside Annihilation, <laughs> and every day it was projected to gross 13 to $21 million. It was just, you could see, like, even though he was cold and dead, you could see, like, the hurt in his eyes whenever they, the, he knew they were lying to him. Yeah. You know, and it's like, God, what is he going to do? What the fuck is he going to do to him? <laughs> right? And then there's a twist with that. And then, it, you know, all that. It, it was a twist on a twist and a twist. Um, also, what I really liked, and they did this a bunch of times throughout the movie, where they made it look like scenes that they were the camera was going in on uh-huh. looked like miniatures, like game pieces on a board. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a specialty type of photography. Yeah, um, it was, so it was like on the, all, all on the outside of the, of the frame, it was blurry. And then it's more clear as it get closer to the center of the picture, right? There it is. It's called miniature photography effect. Yeah. Um, and it looks tilt, fucking amazing. It's called tilt-shift photography. And it uh, refers to the use of camera movements on small and medium format cameras and sometimes specifically refers to the use of tilt for selective focus. Um, here's, here's some images, just like they can see it. Here, here you go. Like that. Uh-huh. That, one, that one's a really good one. The bridge. Yeah. Um, but it's called tilt-shift photography. It's fucking amazing, yeah, dude. That. It looks like miniatures, yeah. you know? Looks like I'm watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood or something, you know. Yeah, it looks like it, it looks like um, it, not uh, Will Ferrell's basement from the Lego Movie, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or um, uh, Lex Luthor's uh, uh, basement with the trains and everything. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, that really looks like a miniature. It does. This is truly amazing. Look at that! Like the car. Yeah, that looks like it's painted. And that in the background, yeah, and it fits because when you know when you're focusing in on something as close as possible, the closer you get to it, every the, the more um, out of focus everything around it's going to become, right? Yeah, and so it makes perfect sense why it looks the way it looks. So the, for them to do it that way, that's just it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, there there's there's some amazing effects you can do with uh, with cameras and whatnot. Like oh, there's the airport one. Um, there was it looks a, like I, I could just grab that and start playing with it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing here. How about this one? <laughs> but, yeah, um, there's one that there's a, a picture of a bird, a crow, and um, and a street. So, hold on a second. There's a bunch of parked cars, and there's a, uh, you know, alongside a parkway or whatever, alongside a park. Uh-huh. And then there's, like, a bird, like a pigeon. And um, the pigeon looks like it's huge. Uh Let's see if I can find it. Uh, uh, tilt, shift, tilt. 
shift and pigeon. Um, it's kind of a bummer. It's not showing it. But see these cars right here? Yeah. It'd be like there's a bird like standing right here in the middle of the road, and it yeah. just looks massive. It's really funny. Yeah, there's something else I saw. Um, it could have been um, 11-22-63, the miniseries, where it was showing um, the motorcade going through Dealey Plaza. Yeah. As well. It looked like miniature and shit. Really cool. So anyways. Um, so that just added a little fun thing to the to the movie. Gave it like a little bit of authenticity because what the main theme of it is playing games, right? Yeah, With game boards and all that stuff. So it made it made their lives, you know, look like a little like game board game pieces and shit. You know, their cars, their houses, and everything else around them. It just that was really fucking cool how they did that. I wonder is that I wonder if that's ex- expensive to do or or what. Um, you can do it in Photoshop. I don't know exactly how to do it. Um, it's not. I don't think there's any special lenses that you need. Look like oh, look almost yeah, to me like it was like a special kind of GoPro or something. No, it's a, it's a lens. You can do it in you can do it in. Um, uh, yeah, see, you, you can tilt shift lenses. See, that's amazing. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Hold on a second. So yeah, here you go. See, do you see the inside of the camera? Yeah. Where the where you can tilt the uh, lens. Yeah. Kind of like um, what do you call that? Like when you have um, like a car blower, okay, on 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 muscle cars. Yeah. I mean, you have the uh, the center of the blower, and it's got the the flange on it. Yeah. Or the flap, or whatever you want to call it, and you can flip it in and out. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, but it's a lens, and you can and you can move it with inside the uh, the little um, uh, the the shaft or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking whatever. Whoever invented that shit, it's fucking genius, man. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's just watch, man. Soon we're gonna have we'll finally start having like interactive holograms and shit. Yeah. You know? We, learn, we already do. Learn how to... I'm talking about where you can actually touch a light. Well, I, I don't know. More functional. More easily functional. How about that? I'm just going to mute it. So they have a Freddie Mercury hologram at the... And this is at the Hollywood Bowl in 2017. And it was with Adam Lambert. So there's a, there's a um, company that actually does it. And they actually did a Ronnie James Dio hologram. Look at that. That's fucking amazing. That's not Ronnie James Dio. That's a hologram of Ronnie James Dio. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw the Michael Jackson one they did too. But the Michael Jackson one they used uh, CG with it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company. Was Dio sick or something? Or He's been dead for years. I thought Dio was still a shit. Ronnie James Dio died like of cancer years and years ago. Eye illusion is what it's called. Okay, I'll take your word for it, man. Because I thought he was still alive. I know in, ten years ago when he was in the pick of destiny, he was still alive. Uh, like four, four or five years ago. Yeah. See, Dio returns. They're doing Frank Zappa. I will not support the Frank Zappa thing, but the Dio returns thing looks pretty good. So, there we go. Hmm. Hey, Ronnie James Dio died. Yeah. <laughs> he died. Uh. Almost eight years ago in L.A., uh, May 16th of 2010. Five foot four. Yep. Fuck him and Tom Cruise are buddies. They're height buddies. 
Or lack of height buddies, yeah. All right. I did not know that Ronnie James Dio died. Fucking weird. Okay. You know what? I think it's probably because I didn't give a shit about Dio at that time. And now, I, you know, more into that stuff. So I, that could have been why. Of course, what was I doing in 2010? Oh, wait. That's right. Okay. Never mind. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I I don't I don't think I want to, you know, I, I, this time I didn't really want to give away all the twists in this movie. You know, it's better if you just watch the movie. Well, if you've already seen it. What the fuck are we here for? I don't even know. We like the movie. I like the movie. You like the movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, what are we going to see next? Oh, um, <laughs> Death Wish Die Hard. Yes. Death Wish, the new generation. Ugh. Death Wish. Directed by Eli Roth. Yes. Should we just play the trailer? Yeah. All right. Closed, pal. We'll kill my wife. Who else was there? I don't know anything else. I believe you, Joe. You're not gonna kill me. No. Jack is. That's Jack. You got caught in some crossfire. The ice cream man done it. The ice cream man. Can't walk to school if you don't work for him. Who are you? Your last customer. You're caught, locked, and ready to rock. I'll see. They called him a guardian angel. He saved my life. You look much better getting out, socializing. Mm. Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay, I will. You know what? For future reference, I think since we end up playing the trailer twice, you know, we play it when we do the piece of shit, and then we play it again when we do the review. What if we only did the teaser trailers, if they're available, for when we do the piece of shit? I will do what I want to do. What do you think about I'm that? Just throwing out a recommendation, buddy. I don't think this one has a teaser trailer. All right. So anyway. Uh, we have something to say about this movie, don't we? Don't do just say it. I don't. I can't. I. I, I gotta. You can't re- remember what you wrote. Fuck no, I don't. I. I, I have an idea. <laughs> All right. A Chicago doctor's daughter gets injured and his wife murdered during a home invasion. Since God, you're the fucking worst. I am absolutely the fucking worst. Since the cops like to play it by the book and twiddle their thumbs. The doc decides to get surgical on the scumbags of the greater Chicago area with some serious hardware. Some love him, some hate him, but nobody can deny that he's taking out the trash and making things safer. I just wonder how does... God damn it. I don't know why I keep losing my lines. I just wonder how does he make make the time for vigilante justice with double shifts, an ailing daughter, noisy police detectives poking around, and visits to a very supportive psychiatrist. It's all good, though, as long as he kills more white guys than black, and it's never with an AR-15. My prediction, with a familiar cast, an ACDC tune that we've never heard before, and enough controversial, quote-unquote, violence to stir up political social justice warriors, what's not to like? I want to like this film, but nothing here seems special or original. 
It's nice that Bruce Willis seems to be in a less grumpy, spoiled actor mood than he has been for the past near decade. But until proven otherwise, Death Wish is going to be a piece of shit. Yet I do hope that 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 it's an Eli Roth over the top, gory as hell turd at least. Jesus, you sound like you're reading. I know. You just so you know, when you do, you also do as well. Charles Bronson ushered in the age of the vigilante with, ground, with the groundbreaking Death Wish. By today's standards, it's not as violent or as controversial as when it was first filmed. And then there was like 5,400 sequels that came out, and each got worse than the previous one. Now we have a remake, and in the original trailer, we see Bruce Willis's character start to take his vengeance out on unsuspecting criminals as he hunts down his wife's killers. It wasn't a bad trailer, but come on, ACDC, back in black. Why the hell are they using that song again? And they should have used something, you know, like Inject the Venom or Metallica's Disposable Heroes. And then we have Bruce Willis helping a young black kid who can't go to school without having to deal with a vicious drug dealer. Then the next series of trailers have no hint of any of that. No real hint that it's basically a shot-by-shot remake of the original with few exceptions. All he wasn't isn't out of ideas. They just don't want to pay to take risks on movies and have just become a franchise factory. A McDonald's-style shit fest of badly remade brain food. They don't care. They just want to suck as much money out of us as they can. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh, so you do think it's going to be a piece of shit? Yeah. Okay, because I, I figured you had, you know. You thought yes, because gonna... me writing something and not having to explain it 100%. No, no, no. Just the way you, because you've been, you've had a boner for the trailer and everything for a while, so. I, no, I haven't. I thought you were, okay. I Dude, I thought you were feeling this movie. I really did. No, I wasn't. Okay. I was pissed because they used fucking back in black. And well, I was like, I, I'm, they should just redo the whole fucking trailer and put Inject the Venom by ACDC in well, there. Well, I remember you not liking that, the song selection, but I thought you liked the rest of it. Okay. No. Okay. Sure. No, because it's it's just, it's junk. All right, good. All right, fine. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any hopes for this movie. And it's it, Eli Roth. So what I'm thinking is it's going to be extremely gory. I don't think so. Trying to make up for, you know, lack of substance. Nope. I completely disagree. You think you don't think he's going to be doing, like, headshots or when the dude gets crushed by Jack, that, like, the car's just going to make blood splatter everywhere? Nope. Eli Ross style? Nope. All right. I think they will. No. We would we already would have heard something about it. We have already would have seen the headlines of Death Wish is one of the most glorious movies of the year. We haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. Haven't seen shit about it. You could it. be right. You could be right. Um, all right, so uh, you guys will know very, very soon what we think of the new Death Wish. Yeah, maybe. Will it be shit? Yes, it will be. Okay. All right. So, you good? Yep. We're good. All right. So, bye. Good night. Good night.